Tonight, in a high school gym somewhere in America, there'll be a teenage boy with a killer crossover dribble and a silky smooth jump shot who will hear the sound of his father's applause over the cheers of a hundred less important spectators. And 50 years from now, that will be the sound he'll remember the most. Jacob Zalian would give just about anything for a memory like that. As a kid, um, I was real athletic. Um, I, I played in every single sport there was, but um, I used to always pray before my games that my dad wouldn't show up. Cause he'd show up and he'd make a fool out of himself and I would be embarrassed and you know, he'd be drunk and falling off bleachers and uh, cause he was popping uh, pills and taking, uh, drinking alcohol. And so, um, you know, it, it was, you know, just, Craziness. Stories of Hope is a podcast about people who meet needs and change lives. In this episode, Jacob Zalian told himself that he would not grow up to be like his father. I, I hated alcohol, I hated cigarettes, I hated drugs. Because all I knew from when I was born was just chaos. And yet, everyone suspected from an early age that, like it or not, Jacob was most likely destined for dysfunction. That's just the way it was in Sanger, California when you grew up literally on the wrong side of the tracks. We have a, a train track that goes through town and or on the edge of town, but that side of the train tracks, the whole way through town is the ghetto. You know, a lot, lot of drug use, a lot of gangs, and those are the side of the tracks that I grew up on. This is not just a story about a bad kid who made good. Those kinds of stories are everywhere. What makes Jacob's story one of a kind is this. Common sense intuition, whatever you want to call it, would tell most of us to run away. It would seem that is the surest way to survive a childhood no one would wish on their worst enemy. But run away is apparently not in Jacob Zalian's vocabulary. From Send Relief, this is Stories of Hope, Episode 56 the other side of the tracks. The online urban dictionary defines breaking bad as giving up on moral and social norms and following one's own path, regardless of legality or ethics. The Urban Dictionary does not have a picture of Jacob Zalian next to that definition, but there might as well be. Because while some people take years to break bad, Jacob did it in one day. I found my dad dead when I was 16 years old, and once that happened, then uh, the thing I hated the most I ran to. Yeah, and then uh, after that it was just all about the drugs. You know, it was alcohol, or it was marijuana, or then it was mushrooms, and then it was acid, and then it was crank, and then it just, um, it was just, just chaos from there on. There's really nothing unexpected about what came next. Jacob met a girl, and then they started dating, and then they had kids. And then Jacob kept drinking and kept doing drugs, 
and then he got into trouble, and then he went to jail. The end. Or, depending on your perspective, the beginning. You know, I had three kids, um, and my baby's mom, like, I was riding her and riding her when I was in jail, and she was dating somebody else, and um, she would come see me, and then one time she brought our kids, and she told me, she goes, you're doing to your kids what your dad did to you. And it was like, you know, like just like reality just slapped me on the face. And I, I went back into my, to the pod and it was like 75 guys in a, in a dorm. And uh, I told this one guy, I had made him hit me, physically hit me in my face. Cause I had to feel some type of pain. I, I didn't know how to deal with pain. And that didn't work. And then I remember just getting on my knees and um, I, I just got on my knees and I just, I, I said, Jesus, I know you're there. And I know, and I know that you didn't create me to be this, you know, this drug addict. Just do something with my life. I'm tired. I give up. Jacob didn't know what to do next, but reading the Bible sounded like as good an idea as any. So he found one, a big one, and he started reading it as best he could. Giving a Bible to a new believer, you know, you're like, where do I start? It's so big. So um, I found Ephesians and just started reading it over and over and over. And it was a short book and I, I'm dyslexic, dyslexic, I can't read too good. And um, it was just like this, um, it was like this just crazy joy that I had, you know? I'd wake up at four in the morning and just get into the word and studying and, and you know, and it was like this peace, you know, and this freedom I had to worship God and that same fire that was burning in me then is still, you know, still now. A man can do a lot with that kind of fire. When Jacob got out of jail and went back to Sanger, he married his girlfriend Francine. He went to seminary. And then, when he started meeting old friends who were addicted to drugs and living on the street, he decided to do something that, for an ex-con with very little ministry experience and no money, seemed to be very ambitious. He started a church called Set Free Stanger, and he started a ministry center for men who wanted to turn their lives around. Now, three years in, business is booming. I get calls from moms phone calls from from sisters my dad's all jacked up on drugs my son um calls from other churches hey i got this guy you know we don't know what to do with them um he's causing trouble at our church and i'm like well, bring it to us we're not gonna call a cop from them we'll get them sober and you know we'll let god do a work in their life we go to those that nobody wants to go to because there's a lot in this town so i got these i got um Guy, I have guys living at our church. I got guys living at the men's home, 17 guys, and it's just uh, discipling them, all of them. We're teaching them how to do Bible studies, uh, teaching them how to teach Bible studies, teaching them how to, uh, to preach, um, how to disciple other men. Because, you know, a disciple is someone that is not just learning, but is also, you know, is discipling somebody else. In the end, Jacob Zalian didn't run away from the other side of the tracks. He ran back. 
He ran back because someone had to do it. Someone had to tell all these men living on the streets in Sanger there was something better on the other side. Jacob decided he had to be that someone because he knew better than anyone that there had to be at least one or two or 17 more Jacobs out there. I wish people knew that. That guy on the corner or that person that's all jacked up, all toothless, all uh, jacked up on drugs, his walk is not over yet. God could use that one person to go and to do something crazy that, that's going to have a drastic, a, a huge impact on a, a town or the world. You know, like people gave up on me. People told my, my girlfriend, my wife now, but they told her in the past, you know, he, he's, he's messed up. Like just, you know, he's no good. Like you should stay away from him. And it just shows that like when everybody, you know, like God, God got the final say and God does it the same thing with somebody, some people that are all jacked up. So it's like, they're not just worthless, you know? They just need to be invested in. This has been Stories of Hope from Send Relief. Today's episode, The Other Side of the Tracks. Your missions giving helps fuel the work of Send Relief in Sanger, California, and all over North America. To see how, go to anyarmstrong.com and watch the story on Jacob. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to Stories of Hope. You'll automatically get a new episode every two weeks. Go to Apple or Spotify podcasts and search for Stories of Hope. And finally, if you liked what you heard here, please rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. And join us in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.